I wanted to create more episodes that can stand alone, that no matter what time or what date it is, you can listen to it and it makes sense. Definitely not news, because nobody cares about news from three months ago now, right? So history. Welcome to the first bonus episode of Unqualified History with your host, Dan Mauricio, that's me. See, on this one, I bring you guys actual recording that's about 120 years old now, give or take, from William Howard Taft. And I'm able to bring you guys this because it's public domain. Anything over 100 years, from my understanding, as long as it's 100 years old, I am able to use it without being sued. So I also found an article from richmond.edu, really cool detailed article that talks about this recording titled our foreign dependencies puerto rico cuba and the philippines the library of congress so there's a small excerpt i want to read to you guys first then we're going to hit you guys with that recording and then there's a conclusion to this uh recording here that i really want to read to you guys Alrighty, and the way the article starts it starts off by kind of giving you an idea of where this speech is being taken place and gives you an idea of what's going on in the world at that time in the united states so it starts like this. The whiny dulcet tones belonging to presidential hopeful William Howard Taft argued his stance on American imperialism from a recorded speech given on September 5, 1908 in Hot Springs, Virginia. The recording known as Our Foreign Dependencies, Puerto Rico, Cuba, and the Philippines comes from the Library of Congress National Jukebox, recording on a Victor talking machine the recording lasted for 2 minutes and 30 seconds. Quick side note, that Victor talking machine. I don't know if you guys are familiar, but do you remember that RCA logo where there's like a little dog kind of like talking into what looks like a record player? Well, that big giant like cone-shaped thing, that that is the Victor talking machine. You talk into that and you record. All right, onward. Besides the nasally lyrical voice of the would-be president, the most remarkable aspect about the recording is how well it exemplifies the political school of thought for American imperialism during the 19th century. In his speech, William Howard Taft argued the merits of American intervention for the developing countries Puerto Rico, Cuba, and the Philippines. And he said the following. has pursued consistently the policy originally adopted with respect to the dependencies which came to us as a result of the Spanish War. The material prosperity of Puerto Rico and the progress of its inhabitants towards better conditions in respect to comfort of living and education should make every American proud that this nation has been an efficient instrument in bringing happiness to a million people. In Cuba, the provisional government established in order to prevent a bloody revolution has so administered affairs and initiated the necessary laws as to make it possible to turn back the island to the lawfully elected officers of the Republic in February next. In the Philippines, the experiment of a national assembly has justified itself both as an assistance in the government of the island and as an education in the practice of self-government to the people of the island. We have established a government with effective and honest executive departments and a clean and fearless administration of justice. We have created and are maintaining a comprehensive school system which is educating the youth of the islands in English and in industrial branches. 
We have constructed great government public works, roads, and harbors. We have induced the private construction of 800 miles of railroads. We have policed the islands so that their condition as to law and order is better now than it ever has been in their history. It is quite unlikely that the people, because of the dense ignorance of 90%, will be ready for complete self-government and independence before two generations have passed. But the policy of increasing partial self-government step by step, as the people shall show themselves fit for it, should be continued. The proposition of the democratic platform is to turn over the islands as soon as a stable government is established. This has been established. The proposal, then, is in effect to turn them over at once. Such action would lead to ultimate chaos in the islands, and the progress among the ignorant masses in education and better living will stop. We are engaged in the Philippines in a great missionary work that does our nation honor and is certain to promote, in a most effective way, the influence of Christian civilization. It is cowardly to lay down the burden until our purpose is achieved. Wow, the ignorant masses. So here's the rest of the article. What began as American policing in Cuba to stop a revolution soon evolved into an era of re-civilization by post-industrial hands at the expense of neglecting and disregarding the norms of Philippine culture. To Taft and his Republican Party, the native people were ignorant who needed the lawful hand of American justice to right their wayward life. Like a manual to a machine, there needed to be a step-by-step -step process in order to civilize the Philippines. The justification for all of this relied on the residue of Manifest Destiny, the American Christian code to civilize the uncivil states. Taft recognized the influence of missionaries and likened them to promoters of national honor. The strength of the nation was its missionary efforts, at least according to Taft. Throughout his speech, the undercurrent of American exceptionalism remained obvious. Taft's references about the native population as being ignorant revealed his narrow-mindedness. It reflected his Republican Party's ethocentric ideals. He assured the listening public that it was the Republicans and not William Bryan James Democrats who advocated and achieved a lawful way of life in these foreign lands. Taft's call to action for missionaries to take on the burden of civilizing the island demonstrated another example of the blatant exceptionalism, if not racism, created from his generation. He reasoned it required strength and not weakness to continue their Christian duty. He ended his speech with a simple reminder, the process of civilizing the island was still a work in progress. And that's the article from richmond.edu. And this was a speech from September 5th, 1908, pretty much 120 years ago. That's not that long ago. That's about two lifetimes ago. Our great-grandpas probably lived in these times. There you have it. That's the bonus episode of Unqualified History. Thanks for catching up and uh, hope the audio quality wasn't that awful. It came from a potato. All right, you guys. Have a good one.